Greetings, programs, and welcome to a quick hit of the I Have So Many Questions podcast. This is an abbreviated version of the show where I talk about something that probably doesn't deserve a full hour, or as is my propensity, even longer than that, to cover or discuss. A little sugar fix to get you through between uh, between episodes, between full-length episodes anyway. Please rate and review the show wherever you get your podcasts at. It helps bring in new listeners as I work towards establishing my cult of personality, which is the whole purpose of this entire endeavor. The Twitter handle is at at I have so many pod or just look up I have so many questions podcast in the search function of your Twitter app. Email address is I have questions podcast at gmail.com, facebook.com forward slash I have so many questions podcast. You can also go to anchor.fm forward slash I have questions to leave a voice message for the show. Comments, questions, criticisms, or concerns are always welcome. Well, at least most of the time. In this quick hit, I am asking a question that to my mind is stupid, but I'll ask it anyway. Can there be a black Superman? The impetus for this is the recent announcement by Warner Brothers that they were going to do a black Superman. J.J. Abrams was going to produce the film because J.J.'s got a massive production deal with Warner Brothers. And that Ta-Nehisi Coates, the, uh, the essayist and uh, commentator, was going to either contribute to the story, write the story, or was going to be a, uh, a contributor in some form or fashion to the film. Now, whether this movie actually ever gets made is a different question entirely because um, movies get announced all the time and never see the light of day. Um, We've heard, I've heard in the last, what, year and a half about at least four different Star Trek movies that are going to be made. I think they're on the fifth or sixth effort at rebooting Highlander. Uh, Just last week, they announced Henry Cavill was going to be, was attached to that film. I will believe it when I see it. The same with Black Superman. For a time, Michael B. Jordan was attached to play Superman, although he has steadfastly denied it. Um, That could just be subterfuge, but you never know. The question is raised, and the the question that's kind of come up is, can you have a black Superman? This is a stupid question. Of course you can. You can do anything with a fictional character that you want to do. Now, there are some things that you can't change on a character because their their characteristics um, or the the those things are just so endemic to the character that you can't change them. For example, Hannibal Lecter has to be two things. One, he has to be a psychiatrist and two, he has to be a cannibal. Oh, and three, he has to be a serial killer. Those three things have to be with any incarnation of Hannibal Lecter. Can Hannibal Lecter be a woman? Absta-frickin-lutely. Can Hannibal Lecter be gay? Absta-frickin-lutely. Can Hannibal Lecter be um, androgynous? Absta-frickin-lutely. You can do anything with Hannibal Lecter. You can do Hannibal Lecter as a 12-year-old, as long as he's a psychiatrist. You can do that. But he has to be a psychiatrist, has to be a cannibal, has to be a serial killer. Can you have a black Superman? Absolutely. 
I remember the big stink that there was back in 2004, 2005, when they were when they had announced the reboot of Battlestar Galactica, and the announcement of casting that um, that Starbuck was going to be a woman. I think this might have been before they even cast Katie Sackhoff as Starbuck. They intended Starbuck to be a woman. And the shitstorm that came up because of that, you can't cast Starbuck as a woman? Now, 15 years later, 16 years later, when you think of Starbuck, you think of Katie Sackhoff. You don't think of Dirk Benedict from a one-season series that was, at the time, the most expensive uh, television series ever produced that flopped and flopped badly. But the stink that there was about that was just amazing. It was just staggering for a for a ones for a reboot of a one season TV show that was being rebooted on the Sci-Fi Channel. You recast a main character Starbuck as a woman, and whoa, nobody had any problems with any of the other casting of the of established characters anyway. Um, but that one just beyond the pale. So can you have a black Superman? Absolutely, you can't. You can do anything with a fictional character unless you're altering qualities or characteristics of the character that are essential to the character itself. For example, you can't do a Superman who cannot fly. You can't do a Superman that's in, in that's invulner that's not invulnerable. There are things about Superman that you cannot change. Has to come from another planet. Doesn't necessarily have to be Krypton. Has to come from another planet. Has to be able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. Has to be able to, you know, more powerful than a steaming locomotive. All that kind of stuff. The truth, justice, and the American way thing. Although they did try to deviate from that with Man of Steel. And I think that's where they got in trouble with Henry Cavill's version of Superman. Was that they tried to be edgy with the character and you can't be edgy with Superman. You can try, but it doesn't, you got to be real careful about it. And with Man of Steel and BVS, they weren't real careful about it. But there are things about Superman that you cannot change. It's got to be able to fly. It's got to be invulnerable. Um, got to have the kryptonite weakness. Um, gets his power from the sun. Those things. Can Superman be a woman? Sure. They've already done that. She's called Supergirl. They've done a movie, which was really awful, and they've done a TV series, which is wrapping up. But can Superman be black? Sure. Could, could Batman be a black man? Yes. Could, um, could Batman be Bruce Wayne? Yes. Can you have a poor black Bruce Wayne be Batman? No. Bruce Wayne cannot be poor. The whole point of the character is that you have this rich man who had this horrible tragedy happen to him as a child and then uses those resources along with an incredible amount of will and intelligence to, um, to fight a war that nobody else can fight but him. Why? Because he's a rich man. Could that rich man be black? Yes. Now, I've heard in places, in particular Fat Man Beyond with Mark Bernardin, who says that you couldn't do a black Batman because nobody would believe in a generational, generationally wealthy black man in Gotham City. I'm not so sure about that, but I understand his point. But can you have a black Superman? Certainly. Now, the question is, 
as with anything that you do with an, an established character like Superman, a character that's been around for almost a century, um, where hundreds and hundreds of comic books have been written about him, multiple movies have been made about him, T- multiple TV series made about him. There is no more established character, comic book character than Superman. He was the, the first. The question isn't, can you have a black Superman? The question is, is how do you do it? For example, should Superman, should black Superman be Clark Kent? Or, from what I understand, and I'm not as well versed in Superman lore as I should be, evidently there have been black Superman in the comics that weren't Clark Kent. Do you do one of them? Do you do like an Into the Spider-Verse type of thing where, you know, the movie's not about Peter Parker. The movie's about Miles Morales. The movie's about introducing Miles Morales, who's been around in the comics for almost, what, two decades at this point, Um, but's never had any uh, media devoted to him beyond the comics that I can recall. Do you do Into the Spider-Verse type of thing where you introduce a new Superman but you still have Clark Kent there kind of as a gateway drug or as a, a connective tissue between the new character, the new Superman, and the audience. Kind of what they did with Into the Spider-Verse. There were two different Peter Parkers in that movie. There's the, there's the, there's the Peter Parker who, spoilers, dies, who's in Miles Morales' universe. And then there's the Peter Parker that comes in from someplace else that becomes the mentor for Miles uh, in the movie. But that... Um, that Peter Parker acts as a, because everybody knows that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Well, you use Peter Parker as kind of a, uh, as connective tissue between the audience and Miles Morales and the story that you're trying to tell. Um, the Star Wars, um, the Star Wars sequel trilogy did that. You know, you've got new characters, new villains, new characters and everything, but you bring back Han, Leia and Luke and Chewie and Lando as connective tissue they did this with the uh with the star trek 09 reboot kirk spock and mccoy new actors new storyline new everything but with the same characters of kirk spock and mccoy but you had leonard nimoy there just to give it a sense of credibility okay do you do that do you introduce a new superman but you have somehow figure out a way to have clark kent there to be Superman also I'm not sure if you can have a world with two I mean you can have a world where you have two different Spider-Man I don't think you can have a world where you have two different Superman I'm not sure that works that gets unusual but I suppose you could do it I mean maybe you bring back Henry Cavill for one final uh, for one final turn as the character to do as a transition to your new Superman or and I think this is an interesting idea. I think this is probably the way they'll go, and I think this is probably the way to go. This is my recommendation. Clark Kent is a black man. Does your black Clark Kent grow up in Kansas? The whole point of Kansas was, one, it's in the middle of the country, but also Kansas, because it's farm country, you know, it, it it's Kansas becomes became kind of a shorthand and has since then become a shorthand for you know, Midwest values and that type of thing. But the other thing that Kansas allowed you to do is that Kansas is in farm country where nobody, 
your nearest neighbor is like a mile or two away. You're out, you're kind of secluded. So it's a convenient place for a rocket ship from outer space to crash land where nobody finds it except for this, you know, this older couple who have no children of their own and they find the child and they take the child and raise them as their own and they hide the rocket ship and all that kind of stuff. You can't do that. You can't do that origin story if Ma and Pa Kent lived in St. Louis or Chicago or maybe or if they were on the East Coast, unless they like lived in Maine or something like that. Maybe if they maybe you do it. But if they lived like out in the middle of eastern half of California or something like out in the desert or something like that, you might be able to do it. But the whole point was of that origin story with him you know, being crash landing in Kansas was, it was secluded. Nobody finds the rocket ship. They can raise the child as their own. Nobody's, and no one's, and no one's the wiser. You can still do that. The question is, how does a black child growing up in Kansas with superpowers, how do they grow up differently than a white child with superpowers growing up in Kansas. How are those experiences different? Even if you modernize it to the present day, crashes in 1990 or something, how is that different? Then there's the question of, okay, what about, a, what about Ma and Pa Kent? You know, should they be white? Should they be black? Because obviously the experience or what you do, what you can potentially do with those characters is going to be different. Personally, I don't care either way, but um, the casting, the, the thing about Ma and Pa Kent is the casting has to be important. What they've done with Superman in the films so far is they've, they've gone big on the casting of Jor-El. First, it was Brando, and then it was Russell Crowe. And then with Pa Kent, first it was Glenn Ford, and then it was Kevin Costner. Actors who don't have to be on screen very long that bring just an incredible amount of gravitas to those roles just by being those roles. If you go with Pa Kent, Ma and Pa Kent being black, raising a black son from outer space, I think you have to go and you throw as much money at him as you possibly can for Pa Kent. I don't see how you go with anyone other than Denzel. Now, granted, Denzel's not exactly a young man, but neither was Glenn Ford when they did Superman the movie in the 70s. Glenn Ford was not a young man. Ma and Pa Kent were not young. Kevin Costner and Diane Lane were much younger when they did Man of Steel, but they still weren't, you know, they were middle-aged. I think you go for, I think you try to get Denzel because he comes with a gravitas that's baked in. He's maybe in the movie for 10 minutes, 15 minutes at the most. And I mean, Glenn Ford was barely in that movie. Uh, well, in Superman, the movie, he was barely in it. He was, been, he was in it for less than five minutes. Kevin Costner was in it longer and Man of Steel longer, but he also came back for a brief appearance in BVS. Both of those actors bring gravitas with them so that when they're on screen, provided you're you give them scenes to work with and you don't waste them. They bring a gravitas to them to where you get an efficiency of the performance of what you need, what you need them to do. Denzel would kill it in a heartbeat. Maybe, you know, another example would be Jamie Foxx would be good as Paul Kent. 
bring a little bit of humor to the role because Jamie Foxx can be serious and he can be funny and he can do both simultaneously. So can Denzel. Denzel's got a really dry sense of humor and he can, he can bring levity, but you know, maybe you do Jamie Foxx. Of course, I think the one thing that has to happen is, of course, Paul Kent's got to die. Because that's the event in, in just about every iteration of Superman. That's the event. Now, what Man of Steel screwed up with that was they used it for the wrong purpose and for the wrong effect. Superman, the movie, got it right. All those powers, all those things I can do, all those powers, and I couldn't even save him. That's the lesson of Superman. That's the burden of Superman. Everybody wonders, well, you know, how do you, how do you do Superman? How do you modernize Superman? You don't have to modernize Superman. Superman's the point of Superman. The, the lesson of Superman is he can't save everyone. That is the burden of the character. That's how you, you don't need to make the character edgy. You just need to make the, that's the, that's what you've got to deal with is the reality that as powerful as he is, he can't save everyone. That is his burden. You just got to figure out ways to deal with that. And the first way he deals with that is that he can't save his father. In Man of Steel, he could have saved his father. And he didn't. Because reasons. Because his father didn't want him to, which makes absolutely no sense at all. That his father was so concerned about protecting the, ident the secret the identity of his alien son with superpowers that he was willing to die for it. But they screwed that up. You don't kill a character just to kill a character. You, you know, well, you can, but they do that in horror movies. Um, if you're going to kill a character like that, it has to be for a reason. It has to have an impact. It has to have an effect. And the death of Paul Kent, and maybe you kill them both this time kill both of his parents um, and they die in a way that he can't do anything about that's the point though is that you know Uncle Ben and Spider-Man dies every time and it because and he dies every time because Peter Parker is irresponsible with great power comes great responsibility and Peter doesn't learn that until Uncle ben, until Uncle Ben dies that's the purpose of Uncle Ben dying the purpose of Paul Kent dying the purpose of his parents dying on Krypton is a demonstration of their recklessness his planet's recklessness this the planet krypton was so reckless with what they did and how they did it and they were so stubborn and blind to their fate that it killed his parents and they accepted that fate and they sent him on accepting that fate the purpose of paw kent is to is the lesson that you can't save everyone so much so that at the end of superman the movie when lois lane dies he kind of realizes, yeah, I kind of can save everyone because I can turn this around. Kind of the wrong lesson. but And he does save Lois Lane and he kind of changes things. But that the whole spinning the planet backwards thing and reversing time and all that, that's, I'm not, that, I'm not going to go there because it doesn't make any sense to begin with. But it's a nice ending. It's a nice ending. Um, go back into the, the episode about the emotionally powerful scenes in comic book movies that the scene where he finds Lois Lane dead is incredible. Christopher Reeve um, was amazing in that scene. 
that scene is why he is everyone's Superman. I think you you I think you do a black Clark Kent. I think you can get I think you maybe you do it in Kansas. You have him grow up in Kansas. Now, um, obviously the, the the story potential that you have, what you do with the story about a black child with superpowers who's picked on and put upon because that's the other thing about Clark Kent is that he's picked on and put upon and he can't do anything about it because if he did anything about it, people are going to get hurt. And he has to learn how to, and he has to learn those lessons about self-control because all of that is about learning self-control, discipline, resisting the the evils, the, 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 the minor evils of our nature type of thing. And how do you do that as a black child growing up in Kansas, whether with white parents or with um, black parents? I think you learn, you can do different things in that capacity. And then how do those experiences affect him as he becomes an adult and as he becomes an adult, he discovers what his destiny is because the two parts of Superman is um, his Krypton parents is about his destiny. Jor-El comes down to tell him about his destiny. This is why this is why you are here. This is what you're supposed to do. His human parents, Ma and Pa Kent growing up in Kansas is about his identity. And so he has to learn how to take those two aspects of him, his identity and his destiny and merge them together. while realizing that there are, he does have, eventually learning that he does have limits. There are things that he simply cannot do. He can't save everyone. He can't be everywhere. And how he has to live with that burden along with the other burdens that unrequited love, those types of experiences. Lois Lane. I'm assuming there's going to be a Lois Lane. I would assume you, you don't have to, but I'm assuming that the story would be enriched by a black Lois Lane. A dogged reporter who's seen a lot of stuff. Maybe she's grown up in a she's grown up in a in an, in, she's lived in, she's grew up in an environment very different from him. He comes from Kansas. She comes from the East Coast or she comes from uh, Los Angeles, or maybe she grew up in the South. Um, she comes from Atlanta or from, maybe she grew up in Alabama, um, that type of thing. And she has a very different experience. Um, he's kind of naive because he grew up in this, maybe this idyllic environment that was secluded because his parents wanted to kind of shelter him. But she grew up in the exact opposite of that, which is kind of Lois Lane. That's certainly the lowest lane in Superman the movie, and that was largely the lowest lane in Man of Steel. And the two actresses, you know, Amy Adams and Margot Kidder, really brought that out in their performances, even if it wasn't explicitly stated in any way. They were worldly wise compared to Clark Kent and Superman. But at the same time, both of them looked at him as, you know, the ideal. You know, this is what we should aspire to. That's why they're so attracted to him, to Superman. 
like I said, this was a, a stupid question, but I wanted to ruminate on it and kind of you know, think about it and speculate a little bit, as I am wont to do. Um, I will say that I am nervous about this um, because of J.J. Abrams' association with the project. J.J., I have... I am very reticent about J.J. after The Rise of Skywalker because his hands are all over that movie. He co-wrote it. He produced it. He directed it. Um, it's a disaster on so many levels. And now it's not entirely his fault because I think the a lot of what Lucasfilm and what Disney did uh, greatly contributed to that. But at the same time, he... He failed with that film. And because he failed with that film, I'm reticent about um, him jumping into another established IP and being given kind of free reign with it. Now, by collaborating with Ta-Nehisi Coates, hopefully, and then, of course, you know, there's no indication that J.J. is going to direct the movie at all at this point. He might. Not sure that's a good idea. I think if you're going to do Black Superman, I think you need a black director. I, you know, maybe Ava DuVernay would be an interesting. I think Ava DuVernay would be an excellent choice to direct a Black Superman, or or Lee Daniels, or I know it's the the temptation is to say Ryan Coogler, but he's already done Black Panther. Um, I don't think you could tear him away. I I think, I mean, unless you gave him. I mean, unless there was just a story that he himself was dying to tell or you went to him with the story that you want to tell and he was just absolutely blown away by it. I don't see you persuading him to go do another comic book movie with a different character, even if it is Superman. But I think there are other Steve McQueen, I think, is a director you could go to. I mean, there are there are black directors that I think you could um, Antoine Fuquay, if I'm pronouncing his name correctly, the guy who did Training Day and he did the rem uh, the remake of The Magnificent Seven and he's done a bunch of other movies. You know, a guy who knows how to do action and adventure, really experienced with that, and can get performances out of people. I mean, look what he did with Training Day. Um, Denzel won the Oscar, but Ethan Hawke got a nomination, best supporting actor, I think, for that film as well. So there are black directors that you could find. That could come in and do this movie and do it well, even if they've not had any experience with this genre. I mean, Ryan Coogler had no experience with um, comic book movies or action adventure movies. And look what he did with Black Panther. If you're going to do Black Superman, it's, I think you need, if you can, I think you find a black screenwriter. Hell, get Mark Bernardin to do it. He's written comic books. He's a screenwriter and he's used to collaborating with other people in a variety of different settings. You get him to write, you know, the co-write the screenplay or write the screenplay. I think if you're going to do Black Superman, if you're going to, that's, I don't want to say it's swinging for the fences, but, you know, an iconic character like Superman. And if you're going to go down that road, I think you got to, especially if it's not going to just be like token casting. You know, we're going to tell, we're going to, you know, we're going to say something about the black experience in America and we're going to do it through Superman. You can't have a white guy writing that script and you can't have a white guy um, directing that movie. You just can't. And as far as casting, 
for as to who Superman could be, um, I have no idea. I think there's the temptation. There's two different kinds of temptations. There's the temptation to hire an established, well-known actor to play Superman. But I think there's also the temptation that's been done with every other incarnation of Superman that's been put on screen. You find a little-known actor. Nobody knew who Christopher Reeve was when he got cast. Nobody knew who Brandon Routh was when he got cast, except for the, his thing was he looked a lot like Christopher Reeve. Nobody really knew who Henry Cavill was when he got cast for Man of Steel. So there is, I think there's that temptation. Do you want, do you want to find an actor who can, which is more important, the role or the actor playing the role? And so far with Superman, just about every incarnation of Superman that's been put on the screen, um, the actor's been either little known or completely unknown when cast. And it's the role that, that establishes them. So I'm not sure how you do that. Um, I'm not sure what you do with casting. And then there's the whole issue of the villains. Personally, I'm a, I think, especially in the 21st century digital internet age with social media and all that stuff, I think your villain has to be a brainiac of some kind or with AI and everything. I think it has to be a brainiac. And I think, I don't think it necessarily has to be brainiac that comes from like Krypton. I hope to God they don't do General Zod. That story has been beaten to death. You can't, I don't think you can do anything new or original with that character at this point. Um, It's too close after Man of Steel. You could do Lex Luthor. You could do Lex Luthor as, not the Jesse Eisenberg Lex Luthor, but you could do Lex Luthor as the one who bankrolled the creation of Brainiac. Um, Don't do Doomsday. But I think the best, I think the story that you tell, especially if you're going to do a story about the black experience in the 21st century, the black experience in America with Superman, I think the best avenue to go about that is to have a, an AI brainiac social media supervillain. Um, I think that's probably the best way to go, but there could be all kinds of other Superman villains that I'm just not thinking of, but that one makes the most sense to me. If you're going to tell this story in the 2020s at some point, Lord knows when this movie might actually get made and released. Um, but if you're going to tell it, do a modern telling of it in the present day, in the 2020s, that one makes the most sense. And it also makes it, it's also the type of thing that's the hardest for a Superman to fight. Because it, at that point, flying around and being invulnerable is not going to do you a lot of good. But that being said, there's still, you know, armies of robots that you could throw at them and that type of thing. Because you have to have. I'm sorry, you got to have armies of robots to throw at Superman. Um, But those are just my thoughts. Like I said, it was a silly question. It's kind of a, it's actually not a silly question. It's a stupid question. Can you have a black Superman? Absolutely, you can have a black Superman. You could have a plethora of black Superman if you wanted to. What's important is how you, is the, is how you tell the story and, you know, does it work? If it doesn't work, you end up with something like Green Lantern or the Green Hornet. Just stop making movies or, you know, Ang Lee's Hulk. Basically, just avoid the color green. But what do you think? Comments, questions, criticisms, or concerns are always welcome. Uh, hit the Twitter, hit the Facebook, hit the voice message on the, at the, the website. Just hit me some way about this if you've got something you want to add. 
This has been a quick hit of I Have So Many Questions. I have been your esteemed host, Brian Watson. Thank you for your time and your abbreviated patronage. Good night, Cleveland.